Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion syllabus in Barton v. Barr, Attorney General. Certiori to the United States Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit. Argued November 4th, 2019. Decided April 23rd, 2020. When a lawful permanent resident commits certain serious crimes, the government may initiate removal proceedings before an immigration judge. 8 U.S.C. Section... 1229a. If the lawful permanent resident is found removable, the immigration judge may cancel removal, but only if the lawful permanent resident meets strict statutory eligibility requirements. Sections 1229bA and 1229bD1b. Over the span of 12 years, lawful permanent resident Andre Barton was convicted of state crimes, including a firearms offense, drug offenses, and aggravated assault offenses. An immigration judge found him removable based on his state firearms and drug offenses. Barton applied for cancellation of removal. Among the eligibility requirements, a lawful permanent resident must have resided in the United States continuously for seven years after having been admitted in any status. Section 1229BA2. Another provision, the so-called stop-time rule, provides that a continuous period of residence shall be deemed to end when the lawful permanent resident commits an offense referred to in Section 1182A2 that renders the alien inadmissible to the United States under Section 1182A2. Section 1229BD1B. Because Barton's aggravated assault offenses were committed within his first seven years of admission and were covered by Section 1182A2, the immigration judge concluded that Barton was not eligible for cancellation of removal. The Board of Immigration Appeals and the 11th Circuit agreed. The Supreme Court held uh, the decision below is affirmed and Justice Kavanaugh delivered the opinion of a uh, court. For purposes of cancellation of removal eligibility, a Section 1182A2 offense committed during the initial seven years of residence does not need to be one of the offenses of removal. The cancellation of removal statute functions like a traditional recidivist sentencing statute, making a non-citizen's prior crimes relevant to eligibility for cancellation of removal. The statute's text clarifies two points relevant here. The first cancellation of removal is precluded when, during the initial seven years of residence, the non-citizen committed an offense referred to in Section 1182A2, even if, as in Barton's case, the conviction occurred after the seven years elapsed. The second offense must, be re must render the alien inadmissible. As a result, for crimes involving moral turpitude, the relevant category here, Section 1182A2 provides that a non-citizen is rendered inadmissible when he is convicted of or admits the offense. Section 1182A2AI. The, as a matter of statutory text and structure, the analysis here is straightforward. Barton's aggravated assault offenses were crimes involving moral turpitude, and therefore referred to in Section 1182A2. He committed the offenses during his initial seven years of residence and was later convicted of the offenses, thereby rendering him inadmissible. Barton was, therefore, ineligible for cancellation of removal. 
Barton's counterarguments are unpersuasive. First, he claims that the statute's structure supports an offense of removal approach, but Section 1227A2 offenses, not Section 1182A2 offenses, are ordinarily the basis for removal of lawful permanent residents. Therefore, Barton's structural argument falls apart. If he were correct, the statutes presumably would specify offenses referred to in Section 1182A2 or Section 1227A2. By contrast, some other immigration law provisions do focus only on the offense of removal, and their statutory text and context support that limitation. See, for example, Sections 1226A, um, 1226C1A, and 1252A2C. Second, seizing on the statutory phrase committed an offense referred to in Section 1182A2 that renders the alien inadmissible to the United States under Section 1182A2. Section 1229B, D1, Cap B. Barton argues that a non-citizen is rendered inadmissible when actually adjudicated as inadmissible and denied admission to the United States something that usually cannot happen to a lawfully admitted non-citizen. But the statutory text employs the term inadmissibility as a status that can result from, for example, a non-citizen's, including a lawfully admitted non-citizen's, commission of certain offenses listed in section 1182A2. See, for example, sections 1182A2A, I, and B. And Congress has made that status relevant in several statutory contexts that apply to lawfully admitted non-citizens, such as Barton. In those contexts, a non-citizen faces immigration consequences from being convicted of a Section 1182A2 offense, even though the non-citizen is lawfully admitted and is not necessarily removable solely because of that offense. See, for example, sections 1160A1C and 1160A3BII. Such, such examples pose a major hurdle for Barton's textual argument, and Barton has no persuasive answer. Third, Barton argues that the government's interpretation treats as surplusage the phrase or removable from the United States under section 1227A2 or 1227A4, but Redundancies are common in statutory drafting. The court has often recognized that sometimes the better overall reading of a statute contains some redundancy. And redundancy in one portion of a statute is not a license to rewrite or eviscerate another portion of the statute contrary to its text. Finally, Barton argues alternatively that even if inadmissibility is a status, and even if the offense that precludes cancellation of removal need not be one of the offenses of removal, a non-citizen must at least have been capable of being charged with a Section 1182A2 inadmissibility offense as the basis for removal. Because the cancellation of removal statute is a recidivist statute, however, whether the offense that precludes cancellation of removal was charged or could have been charged as one of the offenses of removal is irrelevant. The decision below is affirmed. Justice Kavanaugh delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, 
and Gorsuch joined. Uh, Justice Sotomayor filed a dissenting opinion in which Justices Ginsburg, Breyer, and Kagan joined. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of us, we can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and the number 80. Or on Twitter at Court Syllabus.